Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults. Hey, Nancy. Hi, Marisol. How are you today? I am doing, I'm actually doing great, <laughs> authentically. <Love> it. <laughs> uh, but it is only like 8.30 in the morning on Sunday, so, yeah, or 9, 9. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm excited because, can you see, you can't see listeners, but Nancy can see. I'm holding up. Why am I holding up, Nancy? Hey, uh, an awesome Be the Adult mug. Thank you, Marisol, for getting that all launched. We have a store. Be the Adult has a uh, merchandise store that we launched last week. And I wanted to take a minute at the beginning of our podcast to A, thank our listeners for tuning in every week to listen to Nancy and our guests talk about these important topics. But I do need to take a second and say, you know, we are a nonprofit. And normally this time of year, we're doing our largest fundraiser the Barn Danes barbecue. And we didn't have it because of 2020. <laughs> so our wonderful committees are trying a lot of different ways to come up with ways to generate some income. And one of the ideas we had was to create a merchandise store. So I'm excited to see our logo on things. Are, are you excited? Were you excited to see? Absolutely. I, I love the logo. I always have. And it's just so much fun seeing it um, around my house. <laughs> well, we, it has like we have a journal. We have journals on there. We have mugs. We have a clock apron and it has the logo on it. And it's a simple merchandising store, but it's an easy way to support us and the podcast and our mission. So we invite everyone to jump online and check it out. And the holidays are coming. And I have one little thing to say about it because I think sometimes people might, <laughs> I know, all right, let me reframe it in speaking of myself. I may sometimes be fearful of having the logo on my car or on my phone with the little, you know, credit card holders because I don't want people to think that I think that I'm a perfect parent <laughs> or the adult. Um, and I stopped thinking of it that way. And I stopped kind of caring about that and sort of realized this is my accountability partner. Like the be the adult logo is what I take with me to like constantly be checking in with myself. Like, am I being the adult at this given moment as I'm about to shoot off this horrific, you know, Facebook post? Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> So if you want to reframe the way you think about our Be The Adult logo and you need an accountability partner on any of the concepts that we discuss here, I invite you to jump on our store and buy yourself a mug, a sweatshirt, a clock, a journal, <laughs> and support um, Be The Adult. How was that, Nancy? That was my first sales pitch. I love it. Great. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to get you a spot on TV, Marisol. Well, <laughs> praise me and my efforts, Nancy. <laughs> I love the effort you put into, uh, well, actually, your brainstorm, the idea, that the research that you put into um, figuring out the best uh, platform for our store, 
the all of the effort that you put in it was a lot of hard work and I really appreciate you doing that yeah I was just teasing you about uh, the title of this week's podcast is um, praise me and my efforts one of our 15 concepts for common effective parenting and we have a great guest this week to discuss that with us don't we Nancy we absolutely do um if you want to introduce the topic from our book um and then I will um, roll out the red carpet for Megan. No, I'm reading this from the child's perspective from our Be the Adult uh, book. Praise me and my efforts. How? Please tell me several times a day specific things that you appreciate about who I am and what I do. Also, tell me that you are proud of me for working hard and giving my best effort to whatever I'm doing. Why? Why? This helps me feel proud of who I am, motivates me to keep trying my hardest when embracing challenges, and shows me how to get positive attention from you. Believe it or not, I will keep doing whatever gets me the most attention from you, positive or negative. So please give me a lot of praise. All right. I love this topic. Um, thank you, Marisol. I'm going to introduce our guest, um, Megan Demolina. She is uh, has a degree in elementary education as a teacher, also has her master's degree in school counseling. Um, she began in Wilmington teaching at third grade at Maryville Elementary School, and then became their school counselor for six years. Started working at um, Noble Middle School and this will be her ninth year at Noble and her 15th year as a school counselor. Did I get all that right, Megan? You sure did. Thank you, Nancy. And good morning to you and Marisol. Thank you so much for having me join you today. Before we start on the topic, can I just say, I wanted to say like a special thank you to Megan and to all the listeners who may be teachers or administrators or in the education field. Gen normally, I'm grateful for all of you, but the year 2020 is, regardless of the school, <clears throat> regardless of the age, all of you um, collectively are doing, you know, just an amazing job trying to navigate this. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for that, Marisol. I appreciate that. We all do. It's always great to hear praise and recognition. Um, I think we're all having to roll up our sleeves a little bit here, but um, we're doing the work because we, we're compassionate and we care. That's beautiful. I see that in your face. I wish the listeners could see that beautiful smile, how you just lit up when you talked about that. Yeah. Um, so Megan, um, oh, I, I forgot the most important part. You, um, your husband, Rick, is also on the front line. He teaches math at Laney High School. And you have uh, two children, Corbin and Isabel, and they both are attending Noble this year. Is that right? That's right. Wow. We have three Noble, <laughs> three Noble Eagles this year. Quite a, quite an interesting time in our lives, um, as we've got a tween in the house and a full teenager, and yeah. it's just yeah. kind of been fun navigating it. Even though we've been through Plan B and now Plan B, um, it's been fun to experience middle school together. Yeah, you must have your seatbelt on for all of that. <laughs> sure do. I am buckled in. <laughs> um, so this is one of my favorite topics 
Um, I hope I don't say that about every topic, but that might be true. <laughs> I love them all. They're all important. They're all very, very important. They are. That's a great way to say it. So um, let's jump in and just start with the basics, um, talking about the benefits of authentic praise. So I'm going to say authentic and pause. Um, so however you want to spring from there, I'd love, love to hear your thoughts about that. Excellent. Thank you. I, I really have been thinking about this topic, um, not only just for today's um, Be the Adult podcast, but also in my own personal life with my children and trying to find new and creative ways to reach them and to convince them that, you know, I believe in them, my husband believes in them, but how they need to develop this sense of believing in themselves and how to get them to that point and understand um, the value that they seek in their worth and that they matter and that it's, um, it's really about, um, you said the benefits, I think that praise can do long-term, um, for children, especially, um, in this critical age, um, at all stages of growth in adolescence, but, um, overall improving self-esteem is so key and trying to approach it delicately and find that balance um, because you don't want to certainly overdo and you certainly don't want to underdo. And we can talk about that in a little bit, but um, I think it also helps, praise helps to develop um, an intrinsic motivation for children, for all people. Um, they want to work harder. They want to, you know, perform and reach the goals um, and they see what's possible, you know, instead of what they can't do. Um, they kind of develop that growth mindset when the appropriate praise is given. Um, I think that it also encourages and enhances perseverance so that, you know, we don't have children just quitting and saying, oh, well, I can't reach that. My parents don't believe in me or maybe um, they're feeling inadequate in any way. Um, we want to reverse that and make it so that there is motivation and perseverance and, and building that self-esteem. I want to jump on a word you used, which was um, the type of praise, authentic praise, or uh, could you delve a little bit into that? Cause I know that's a concept that I had, a, a, um, I had to kind of, deep dive into the different types of praise, what, how I was praising my kids and reaching, you know, the understanding of what authentic praise was and what was not helpful. So sure. Absolutely. I, I love that word authentic um, and just living your authentic self um, because it speaks truth and honesty. Um, I think that when children know that you care, then that's when they care to grow and learn more about themselves. And, and you can't have that collide unless there's that deep sincerity um, present in your words and your actions. And children can see right through that. And I, I can know, I can share personally you know, sometimes I get the eye roll like, oh, yeah, sure, mom, whatever. <laughs> if I don't say mm -hmm. it specifically or in a timely way, um, 
I think they understand like, oh, mom's just saying that to say it. But when we mean it and when it's real, that's the deepest connection and level of praise. I have a friend who told me a story of um, when she was little, her mom, you know, was very, would give a lot of praise but she remembers the specific moment when she looked at, I think it was artwork or something, and she realized that it wasn't as great or um, that it wasn't an authentic compliment, that it was just something her mother, you know, generally just complimented everything she did. And it really, you know, kind of filtered the everything else that she thought that, you know, her mother, whose intention I'm sure was always to, to mm -hmm. be kind and loving. But I remember her telling me that story and go, oh, that's, making that connection of like, oh, that could happen if you're, if you're not given the right type of, of praise. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it also, it breaks down the trust, right. Between parent and child. Yeah. So if, if Absolutely. again, all our intentions are so pure and we want to keep stressing that, but, um, and we typically praise how we were praised unless we gain this awareness. Um, but it also is, um, well, if I can't trust mom, and how she's talking to me now, whether it's just a conscious thought or not, it's what else is mom being inauthentic about? And then another layer, I'm, I'm famous for my layers, Megan, just so you know, and I'll stop it. I love the layers. <laughs> I'll stop at this one so we can, so we can hear more from you. But um, when we're pray, when children receive praise that they don't believe to be true, they wonder too, well, is there nothing about me that she could praise that is true? Um, why is she making things up? And so maybe I'm not good enough. Um, so can you expand a little bit on Marisol's talking about of how to praise the, I know there's a lot of research on this, but um, just kind of share for parents the um, way to praise that will communicate our authenticity and that um, growth mindset that you're talking about. Absolutely. The, um, the new research coming from American Psychological Association talks more about praising the effort about what children are accomplishing and what they're doing um, instead of their qualities, their personal qualities. And so Marisol's example of, you know, the painting and the artist, oh, look at you, you're so creative. You know, that's us imposing the personal qualities on our children. And what we need to do is, is praise the effort. Um, I can see that you've worked really hard on your painting and you've incorporated the palm trees and the sunset with the different colors. So that's a contrast, very di you know, different approach. But I think um, in, in terms of reaching children, especially children with low self-esteem, um, you know, that, that can kind of, damage them in, in their growth effort in terms of how they um, see themselves and what you were saying, Nancy, about just the overall, um, you know, effects of appropriate praise versus, you know, inappropriate praise, I guess. I'm just fascinated because you're, you're around a lot of children. So you're receiving like a lot of data on a daily basis. Can you, you know, anecdotally, is, are there ways that you see, like, you can see a kid 
who's being who has been praised well. Let me rephrase it. Can you see the low self-esteem in this in the high self? Is high self-esteem the right opposite to low self-esteem? Proper self-esteem. Proper, exactly. Okay, proper <laughs> yeah. self-esteem with low self-esteem. Is that something that in in your experience you're able to kind of identify? Because that makes me sad. I was just thinking about it as you were talking about self-esteem, and I got a little right. choked up thinking about children walking around and knowing that there are their children walking around with, you know, low self-esteem. Um, yeah. so. I, I definitely can see, um, especially in a school setting where, you know, that one phrase or that one conversation with a child can really reignite the light inside of them, whether it's their eyes open wide, like, I can't believe she just said that to me about, you know, my, my work that I turned in. And it, it might just be that, like, great job getting that assignment done and look at what you know, the outcome of that was. You know, tell me more about that in terms of how did that make you feel and, and look at the, um, the effort and the, and the hard work you did. And then the immediate just, you know, they sit up straighter <laughs> in their chair and they smile and as if maybe they've never really heard it that way before. So I can definitely tell um, what I'm saying and, and how I'm saying it matters in terms of how they perceive that and take that to mean, I am worthy. I do matter. I, I did work hard on that. Um, so that's just one example, but I, I appreciate your question because that's true. And so much of what I do is behind the scenes. So it's hard to ooze that out into the community of like, oh, we just had a moment, <laughs> you know, where the light went on and the, the child, you know, set some new goals for, for himself or for herself or the, for themselves. Um, and so I think that's important that it's not the like magic potion or magic um, way of praising children. It's just doing it in a way that's meaningful and in the moment, um, creating the process instead of just, oh, great job. Okay, so it's kind of empty. Great job on what? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go about my business if you just tell me great job. Because I'm not sure what your intention is. But if you can say more about great job completing that work or studying for that quiz, it, it feels like there's more... Um, weight in that and it goes a longer distance you know we're talking as a parenting strategy this is important and we want you know our listeners to incorporate it but it is really true of anyone just as you know especially in today's world you know this is just it kind of boils down to kindness and in a way um and i love that you know one of the things i love about being part of be the adult and using it as an accountability partner is I'm going to look for ways to, you know, outside of my kids work on praising people for their efforts. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, yeah. I think I've already thanked you a few times on this, but thank yeah. you for being an educator because I'm still in awe of all of you. So I'm going to um, spring from um, 
what you're what Megan's saying and Marisol, I, I appreciate that is what I'm hearing also from Megan. Um, I think what you felt too is that connection that she's forming with these kids. So like you said, it, it's kind of behind the scenes, but it's this, you can spring forward now together side by side as this child's partner in their journey, um, which is, it's gave me chills as, as you were talking. The, um, you know, I'm going to go to the, the next layer of that. Maybe we, you could talk more about that. But um, I think it was Carol Dweck did the research yeah. on the growth mindset. And any listeners who want to hear more about this, she's there's some great videos, short videos about the study she did with, I think it was fifth graders, that illustrates everything we're talking about. And one of, one of the, the layers that I appreciate is that then this child you're talking about, Megan, um, wants to continue to learn. And right. we talk about when we say growth mindset, this child's then like, wow, if I'm praised for my effort, then when they're faced with challenges, they want to learn and grow and figure it out. Kids who are praised for their natural abilities, oh, you're smart. Then mm -hmm. typically what the research shows is when they're faced with a challenge, they get stuck, they kind of shut down and say, oh, I can't do this. I guess I'm not smart anymore. Yeah, I think that's, it, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. And, and Carol Dweck's research, the growth mindset, um, we do a lot of that um, teaching and learning in uh, middle school, especially when they come into us um, in sixth grade and try to carry that through um, and throughout their middle school career and modeling that and then teaching that and letting them know a fixed mindset is really where you might end up feeling stuck in life. Um, and a growth mindset really helps you pave a way um, and a journey that uh, is, is leading them to um, a positive outcome instead of just feeling like you know, I, I don't have the ability. I'm not a good player. I can't make the soccer team because I don't kick the ball hard or run fast enough. Um, or I don't get good grades because I'm not smart enough. It's changing that mindset and helping um, ourselves, number one, as adults, to model mm -hmm. those phrases and then to teach our children um, how to see it more mm -hmm. in terms of, um, I love her magic word, yet. You know, you haven't um, been able to run down the soccer field um, the fastest yet. And so you're teaching children to, again, look at what they uh, are learning and, and working on. It's, it's in the prog progress of each step that they take um, and how you can say, you know, you, you are trying, your effort is noticed. Keep going. And there's that encouragement that naturally comes with the growth mindset um, development because it's an onward path to improving and growing instead of just getting that obstacle, you know, right in front of them where they're just stopped and in their tracks of like, now what? I've been shut down, maybe at home, maybe at school, maybe out in the community or friends. And it's really trying to heal that part of the brain, <laughs> yes. if, if you can 
think of it that way in, in terms of, okay, that didn't work for me and it's not working for me. So I've got to try a different approach. Um, so the growth mindset comes in um, into play in many situations where we're trying to rebuild that confidence and desire to want to learn and to want to grow for sure. Can you give some examples of how we, we talk about having grace for ourselves. Um, so I think it'd be wonderful to hear from you how we can model that um, praise. Not We've talked a lot about how to do it for our children, but maybe segue a little bit in how to praise ourselves or what our children can hear that would be helpful and maybe what they hear from us as when we talk about ourselves or others, that's not so helpful. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we actually just talked about this as a family the other day. Um, and it was interesting that one of my children said that they felt that they were getting the praise that they needed. And the other child was like, no, I don't get any praise. <laughs> and so it it's just kind of interesting because I had a little epiphany kind of thought about how, everything we say we mean it we mean to say it it's just the fact that we have to convince ourselves and our children that you know it's it can either be damaging i guess <laughs> and the outcome could be a negative or it could be um, uplifting and be a positive so making sure that you press the pause button and my wonderful mentor and friend Nancy <laughs> taught me a long, long time ago uh, when I was a young parent about pressing pause and breathing through those really hard moments when you just want to blurt it out and react and, you know, whether it's manipulation or control or trying to um, redirect the situation, you have to pause. I think you have to stay very neutral in that approach and, and calm. Um, and then validation, again, gets me through so many situations as a parent, as a counselor, as a friend, um, by, by recognizing what, you know, we're doing and what others are doing around us by saying, you know, I see you doing this. I hear you doing that. Um, you came up with a really good solution that problem. Um, you're not really imposing your own beliefs or values of that other person on them. You're just noticing and being more aware of the situation that you're in and in leaving it at that and not trying to go deeper. I think when I, I get in trouble with my own children is when I try to go too deep, <laughs> too many layers and, and I've lost them. <laughs> They're like, okay, mom, whatever. And I just have to leave it at that. And, um, you talked about a, a painting earlier as an example, and, and my daughter's just recently started to take art class. And so that was one thing that she brought up. That, you know, she really liked the way that we talked about her artwork in terms of you know, her, her time that she spent on it rather than, oh, that's a pretty picture, you know. So that was a good example, good feedback for us. Um, I think that when it comes to grades, you know, telling children, we can tell that you, you've worked hard this quarter, that you're trying your best. And and we, we want to see that. Um, not really continues and you're kind of, again, setting them up for possible you know, letdown 
or failure, but just leave it, leave it right there. We, we notice that you're trying your best and we're, we're proud of you for your, your effort. Um, can I ask genders? Is there a different um, way that we need to, to filter praising based on, on genders? I know I have a son and a daughter and I'm thinking through my head. Yes. You know, I, last night, in fact, I was um, having a conversation with my daughter that uh, she initiated and it was all about her looks. Um, and I'm Rolodexing through the conversation and realizing I need to circle back and <laughs> go have authentic conversation with her because, you know, I think in an effort to try to validate, I mean, didn't give, um, you know, I was basically, Oh honey, you are pretty, you know, <laughs> right. you are pretty. And you know, sure. we, we want to confirm that. <laughs> um, but I, so I'm just wondering gender wise, is there, um, things that we should, should know about or, or look to. Well, I was, and Nancy, jump in at any time, um, for sure. I'm no expert, and I'm learning alongside of everyone else here. Like you always say, we're okay. we're trying our best. Okay. Um, but I definitely get those, you know, moments where I just feel like, oh, why are we talking about how tall or short a person is, or how skinny? <laughs> Notice and observe, and we make comments on any change. Oh, your hair, you know. Oh, your, you know growing up, you know, whatever, however it comes across. But I think that can be, again, misinterpreted um, as, oh, not pretty enough, or, oh, I'm not smart enough. And we have to avoid those um, types of comments or ways that we're inadvertently praising, because it, I think it can um, body image purposes, right? Nancy, I think just that can be harmful. Yeah. Um, sorry, having some sound issues today. Um, the other piece of that um, kind of dressing you, Marisol and, and Megan, where my brain goes is we often get stuck, or at least for myself and what I notice um, in the, oh no, what, what should I say? How do, how do I praise this right? I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to, for them to focus on, on their body or not feel pretty or, you know, and then we just get in this swirl and we get anxious and and we go into our trauma brain, right? <laughs> it's like now yes. there's a tiger in the room. <laughs> so um, I love how you reminded us, thank you, to breathe um, and regulate, right, before we respond. Um, what has always helped me, and I actually used this with my son yesterday, um, is to focus on the process in the moment. So if I don't know what to say, which is quite often um, with my own kids, because my, my brain is different with my own children than it is with others, helping them with their kids. Um, I'll just focus on, so I'm hearing you talk about your body, or I'm hearing you talk about how you're feeling about you're not, not being pretty. What's that like for you? What, what's it like for you to focus on that? I can tell you sitting here as your mom, hearing that, I feel this tightening in my chest or a, 
or a sadness in my belly. Um, and I just want to share that with you. I'm, I'm so appreciating you being authentic and sharing how you feel with me. And um, I just want to know what my experience is of hearing you. And I'm curious what your experience is right now talking about this. And so if we can bring it down, like out of their heads and out of our heads into the experience in the moment, even if we don't know what to say, there's so much value in the connection that we're making. And in that moment, they are going to feel good enough. Maybe they came to the moment not feeling good enough because of a comment someone said or a negative thought they had or something they saw on TV or whatever it is. Um, but it, our power in that moment is to help them feel good enough. We can't change what they're bringing with them um, historically, but we can add value to the moment. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. No, as soon as you said sense. complete. I have a question for both of you uh, on the subject of praise. Um, as an adult, so we, we talk about how we want to do this for our children. But I've learned with our podcast, some of the uh, feedback I'll get is when people have like a realization about their own childhood as, you know, how they um, filter these concepts through. So for the listeners who may be going back into their childhood and realizing that, you know, um, the way they were praised or were not praised. I, I don't want to, it's not right or wrong. It's everyone again, I, you know, Nancy and I repeat this every single podcast, everyone's trying, doing the best they can with the tools that they have in life. So there's no judgment, but um, our, as adults, if you were raised in maybe a way that you weren't praised a lot, how does that manifest in your, your behaviors as an adult? Like I know, for example, praise wasn't, um, in my childhood home <laughs> was, was not a thing. Um, so when I was an adult, I had to learn to accept praise and it's still something I, I struggle with. And it's something I learned to do because of my kids, because when they gave me praise, I would almost kind of reject it sort of like, and then I was like, Oh, I don't want to reject my children. I have to learn to accept praise. And I'm just wondering what are what are the ways that it can manifest for an adult that plays out in their dynamic now as um, parents, like over praising or praising um, not enough or I don't know, I don't know what you see. <laughs> sure, I, I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, I think this is an example of where we all are, you know, across the board and trying to find that happy, happy medium spot of, you know, not too much, not too little. Um, my husband, um, for example, he grew up in a, in a household that praise was not freely given. And he's learned through the years to motivate himself and feels rewarded by, um, you know, little things that he'll accomplish, like fixing the garage door <laughs> or, mm -hmm. You know, getting a student um, to the college that they're desiring um, by writing a letter of recommendation. You know, it's little things like that um, that intrinsically reward him. So he doesn't really need that outside. Um, where I grew up in a home that overly praised and my mom um, was my number one cheerleader. And um, sadly, when we lost her a year ago, I, I really had a moment 
I had to shift because my cheerleader was gone. And that one person that was always in my corner praising me for everything was, you know, that was empty. It was gone now. And so I had to find um, deep within myself, like, where does that leave me? And and how do I carry on um, my own quest in this life as a person, as a wife, as a mother, as a counselor, um, to pick up those pieces? So it was great growing up, but then you realize, I think your bubble can pop <laughs> and burst at any point. So it's, it's good to have that realistic vision of, okay, so, um, you know, everyone out there, we're not perfect in everything and we're not ever going to be perfect in everything. But if we can think about the one or two um, special qualities that make each of us tick each day and keep going, that has really helped um, in terms of trying to find a new normal and um, then translating that to my own children and the students that I work with that I, I don't certainly want to gush and, <laughs> and, you know, pour out this praise. If it's not meaningful, I, I want it to be meaningful for sure. Um, but I think that um, I like what you said, Marisol, about you know, with your own children, having to learn how to hear it yourself and accept the praise. Um, because no matter what situation we grow up in, we're yeah. having to adapt. And I'll, I'll say it wasn't even just with my children. I realized recently it affected me professionally because even, you know, when I'm getting praise at work and or even a, an actual raise, Apparently my fit, I don't, I didn't realize this, but my physical reaction is like, I blanch, like I, you know, mm -hmm. like what? <laughs> <laughs> say, say what? Come again. <laughs> and so, you know, subconsciously or unconsciously, I was uh, always kind of rejecting people um, when they would praise me. And I, 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 honestly, I'm just kind of figuring all this out right now at 47. <laughs> <laughs> It's never too late. It's never too late. It's okay. Yeah, I think the key, um, to what you're both saying, right, is that awareness, right? I That's one of my favorite words. Um, when we have the awareness, like with this or with anything, of where we are moving forward and where we get stuck, how we take good care of ourselves and our children and how we get in our way and theirs. And if we can consistently ask ourselves those questions, then I think that's a great place to start. And, and then when we have the awareness, if it's age and developmentally appropriate for our children to own it and say something like, wow, I just realized that when I heard something nice, my body recoiled. What is that? What's that about for me? And then maybe having a couple sentences where I share as long as it's appropriate. Um, so our children learn to do the same. It's for them to, to show up in life wanting to learn about themselves um, and others, obviously. But, you know, that self-awareness, it's, it's, that's always, to me, a good place to start. What's that like for me? Does that take good care of me? If it doesn't, you know, how does it feel? What do I need to do? And so if we can model that, um, again, I think it's, it's a healthy place to start. Because we all have, myself included, so many layers in our backpacks. <laughs> <And> <laughs> some we're aware of and some we're not. 
Um, and that's just always going to be true. So it's, let me model what I want, kind of a process that I want my child to go through. Um, I just appreciate Marisol that, that you're actually, you said it's taking you this long to get here. That's huge. You're here now. Right. And so many of us go through life. I know I used to, um, just kind of with my head in the sand. So just even when we poke our heads out for a day, pat ourselves on the back, praise ourselves for doing that. So um, I'm great at, at teaching that because if I have learned to praise myself, which I think I have, um, it, it's because of you, like you, you're in my head. Like I'll literally physically do the gesture <laughs> of patting myself on the back. Um, almost kind of on a daily basis. <laughs> but I am so sorry I'm in your head, but I'm glad that, that are coming from that. Um, Megan, I wanted to ask you, um, you brought up about too much, too little. What do you think is kind of a good rule of thumb for parents to um, how much or how little? What you have thoughts on that? I heard you say earlier, which I feel like defines um, quality praise is meeting people. And today, of course, we're talking about children and, and even ourselves as adults and parents, but meeting people where they are in the moment. And I just feel like if everything else could melt around and just focus on the fact that, oh, wow, you know, my daughter's sweeping the kitchen floor and I didn't even ask her, you know, this is a moment I need to praise her on and thank her. Um, that was, you know, another the question I had to myself the other day is, you know, is thanking someone good enough in terms of praise? And, and then also balancing that out with you're working really hard to pitch in and make our house cleaner and nicer for our family to live in. So there's, it's got to, I think, couple, and sometimes we get parts of it, <laughs> and that's that's good, and, and it's just about showing up, and then there's these other parts that we have to really think about connecting the dots on so that it is authentic, um, but meeting in the moment and, and just really being there for ourselves and for each other is, is um, I think, a good recipe to follow. I wasn't even trying. I just kind of felt naturally. I noticed my body. I leaned in towards my computer to like, because I just felt you right now. And I just have this huge smile on my face. And I just want to appreciate um, who you are and what you're bringing to our podcast right now. Thank you so um, much. Wealth of knowledge and your huge heart. And I have tears in my eyes as I say this, because I lost my mom too. But I just, your mother did it amazing job with you <laughs> so, thank so you thank you her i know she would be proud <laughs> Absolutely. legacy continues and likewise you know we're all here together and in this together and that is so thoughtful and so kind of you to say and i have so much gratitude for both of you and and the work that you're doing and just getting these messages out there i, I think that these are little golden nuggets that we all need to collect along the way. And I'm so happy and full of um, contentment that our paths have crossed multiple times in life. And here we are again. And now Marisol, we <laughs> have a great connection going. And um, 
I think that's the beauty of living life um, to the fullest when we can lean on each other and connect and share experiences and share knowledge um, and things that we have picked up along the way as we try to navigate this world that we're that we're living in day in and day out. Thank you so much, Megan. I've learned so much from you today and I really truly appreciate you coming on and sharing your golden nuggets with us. Thank you both so much Thank for you. having me. Thank you so much for, for uh, joining us and I just love this reconnection with you. For our audience, you heard it here. Make sure you share, subscribe, and rate and review our podcast so that we can grow and share our little golden nuggets of concepts with the world. Thank you again for supporting us. And remember, go to our website, www.betheadult.org, where you will find our newly minted merchandise store. So buy yourself a mug, a hoodie, whatever you need to help you be the adult.